Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, you'll soon be able to pay for an NCS premium service. No details until the day before it launches. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We have got a good show for you today. We are going to be talking about the news in the week, including a release date for the last of the Shovel Knight DLC. And then on Thursday, we are going to be determining the five best Donkey Kong games to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Donkey Kong Country. But, Mark, in the meantime, how are you? I'm doing great. Um, so, I listened to a podcast called the Supermarcado Brothers. Bros? Uh, it's bros, bros, but I was going to say, like, brothers. <laughs> yeah. You get the it's point. It's tough. It's tough. Because, like, bros doesn't sound like brothers. <laughs> right. It's weird. <laughs> um, And they're doing... It's a video game music podcast. Great. And every November, they do a Nintendo month. Mm. And look, we are getting... I'm jumping right into it. Yeah, do it, man. Okay, so next week is our grand determination of the best piece of Nintendo music ever so now mark you must have misspoken right there's no way that this is already happening next week it's happening next week oh my which god means yes we need you to send in your nominations yes. by this friday by this friday the 22nd the 22nd of november need, yes so please email us your nominations for the best piece of nintendo music email us at nintendo cartridge society at, at gmail.com gmail or tweet at us we are at nin cart society um i actually uh, had uh, i'm pulling this up on the fly um but we did get uh, an email from Juno, who suggested some, uh, who, who nominated some um, tracks. Um, said love. Uh, he says I love the best music selection tournament idea. A really cool follow up idea would be best songs. So only music that has lyrics. I Thoughts? love that. Yes, yeah. we should a hundred percent do that. Yep. Um. Yeah. So thank you, Juno. That's a great idea. And also thank you for sending in suggestions. Here's the thing yes. is that I'm listening to the Supermarcado Bros podcast. Yes. They're going over some incredible Nintendo music. And I'm terrified that uh there's we're going to be missing like the best piece of Nintendo music won't get nominated. I don't know what it is. Right. I don't know off the top of my head. Right. But I just I'm so worried that there's going to be like one big omission. And so I'm begging people yes. to write in, help us cover our bases. We want everything that could possibly be the best piece of Nintendo music. We want it in there and only you can nominate it. We cannot add songs or any pieces of music ourselves. Um, also, thank you to everyone who has graciously written in adding Gusty Gardens <laughs> to the lineup. People have taken mercy huge upon release. us. Okay. Yes. Uh, so uh, th th thank you, Juno. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Mitchell, for um, writing in this last week. Um, and thank you to everyone who has uh, done so already. It is a huge help to us. And yes, the more nominations we get, the harder this is going to be. But bring it on. Yeah, that's a problem for next week. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's correct. Um, also, if you want to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces, you can email us, Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com with a mailing address. I send you my copy of Sonic Forces. You play it for as long as you want. You send it on back. And uh, that's that. Sal, there is, baby. Uh, Mark, should we get into what we've been playing yeah, this week? Yeah, let's do it. Because we've been playing a big game. The hour of the Pokemon is upon us. Uh, we have been. Pl- I've been playing uh, Pokemon Sword. I've been p- playing Pokemon Shield, as was determined by our coin toss. That's right. And as far as you know, it was the Super Mario Odyssey commemorative coin that we flipped to make that determination. Um, I-, I believe that we both established uh, that we were going to be selecting Grookey as our starting Pokemon. Um, did you follow through I on did. that? I did, yes. I have. I've heard that he doesn't have the best like final evolution. Uh, I have... Uh, all of the final evolutions uh, of the starters are are getting some kind of like eye rolls. Some right? people, like people don't, or yeah, I think um, uh, Sobble. So people like Sobbles. People like. I mean, I think they're maybe not the best ever. Have you looked to see what the final evolutions are? Uh, no, I haven't either. I'm wondering if I should, so that way I'm not that far into the game yet. So if I want to restart, I can. But the thing is, I don't know that I care enough. It, yeah, I you mean, know what I mean. Like, yeah, and also like. I, I'm having a good enough time um, using Pokemon. Uh, like, my Grookey, who is now a Thwacky, um, is... Yeah, Thwacky is so... Thwacky's a little weird. He gets two sticks. He gets two sticks, yeah. That's how you know he's evolved. <laughs> and he's, like, lanky now. Yeah. Um, he's, like, Teenage Groot. <laughs> that's, he is totally Teenage Groot. Um, but he's usually in my party, but he's not always. Mm, interesting. Um, so, like, I, I am finding that there is enough for me to like in the other Pokemon. I love how much this game is throwing out um, Pokemon that are uh, either new or new to me. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, like, uh, that that I'm not seeing uh, a lot of, like, Gen 1 Pokemon, and I'm not seeing a lot of the, like, Alolan Pokemon either. Yeah, I, I feel like, and uh, maybe it's just because I'm still early in the game, but to me, that feels like a benefit of not having, like, the national Pokedex. Uh yeah yeah that and that's how I feel too um that uh you know that that's something that uh, I have been for a long time that I'm like nah I don't care about that like I know that it's rubbing some people the wrong way but I'm I'm really enjoying having uh what feels like an exotic Pokedex um and so even when I see something like uh the Galarian uh, Meowth which was not something that you know uh had been advertised before the game came out um that like it's just it's a joy to see all these weird creatures um and so so many of them that i have like no reference point for um it just feels like super fun and like i'm actually exploring and discovering stuff instead of like kind of being led through the same like pokemon uh exercise over and over again one of the things that we've given the game's crap for in the past even uh let's go is like the avatars are so expressionless yes and I feel like they've made a lot of strides with Sword and Shield where, um, like, the characters, including yourself, have a little more personality. Yeah. And uh, you, are, like, you probably have the least amount of it. You're still a little blank. You do have more, like, expressions rather yeah. than just, like, the pie-faced, you know, like, blankness that yes. you used to be. Um, but I feel like the animations in this game, like, they're there's a lot of attention to detail. So even if there's not yeah. a lot of them, they uh, convey so much personality. Yeah, totally. Like the, uh, all of the human characters in this have a lot of, like Leo, like I, I get that guy hop. Who's an idiot, by the way. 
<laughs> well, I mean, so I think because if we both got uh, Grookey, that yeah. means that he hop picked Sobble. Did sure. He pick Sobble for I you? mean, he he picked Sobble, but also he loves his Wulu more than <laughs> anything. <laughs> well, look, Wulu are so cute. Uh, are you rolling? They're around rolling around. around. <laughs> I'm not yet. Yeah. I, I haven't I haven't caught one. Oh really? Um, uh, but no, like I I think even the Pokemon are like. They have so much personality. Like in sure. the beginning, you have your three to choose from, and they each have like their own little like snap to animations. Yeah. And Sobble kind of like uh, frames his face with his hands, like he's posing for a senior photo. It's just like the little attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Like really, in general, I think the game is very pretty. Yeah. I think agree. the like the vistas and like all the rolling hills and, and j- the, the color choices, yeah. I think, are really interesting. And um, yeah, I'm just I really am enjoying the wild area. Mm-hmm. I spend so much time we because you get there very early, so early, it's like like, so, like within the first two hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can just run around and explore forever. And uh, yes, and you absolutely get very quickly to parts where you're like, I am not leveled enough. Oh yeah, they are, they are like, oh cool, I'm gonna fight this very like right away. I encountered an onyx, and I was like. I'm going to get this bad boy. And I go into the fight, and I'm probably like level seven or eight at this point, uh, and it's level 32. <laughs> and I was like, oh, dear God. <laughs> run, run away. Um, and But yeah, I, I like how they've kind of split the difference between random battle, random encounters, uh-huh. and being able to see the Pokemon in the wild. I think that's like a really smart compromise. It's one of the things I really liked about Let's Go. Yeah. So I don't know. I I love uh, how early you can customize your character. Mm-hmm. You can spend all your money on clothes if you want to. Oh, right away. <laughs> you can, sp- yeah, yes. I also am very impressed with kind of like the uh, online aspect of mm-hmm. it where you're kind of always connected in a really cool way. Yeah. So you can see, you know, if people want to trade cards uh, if people want to trade Pokemon, you get like these stamps that are showing up um, in the lower left-hand corner of the screen. Yeah, that's right. And you can always just kind of toggle in by pressing Y to see like more detail on it. Uh, I think it's just a really interesting way to do online that, I don't know, I feel like a lot of the best features of this game weren't like advertised. Yeah, I mean, I think the its online functionality is... I mean, you know, previous Pokemon games have allowed you to do things online, but I don't think they, I think Pokemon usually assumes that you are not in your home when you're playing the game, right? Um, That you are not like tethered to your home internet connection, but simply by virtue of being on the Switch, uh, you kind of are more frequently when you're playing Pokemon Sword and Shield. So like, it's built to be online the whole time. And like, you don't have to. Uh, but like, if you can, there's a lot of there are a lot of extra features there for you. Have you been camping? Uh, I've been camping a little bit. Um, camping is super cute, um, and uh, everyone loves catching the ball. No one likes to stick with the feather. <laughs> no one does. Everyone that I uh, that I like shake the toy around, they all like try to tackle me. <laughs> but I love that there's like an area now where you just like set up camp uh-huh. and you can play with your Pokemon. And then you get to see, like, other Pokemon just run into your camp. It's a lot of fun. I think this is the most... I'm only a few hours in, but I think this is the most fun I've had with a Pokemon game. Yeah, me too. Uh, and also just, like, the 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 world is specific enough. And I think, actually, we talked about this um, a fair amount when Sun and Moon came out. That, like, we liked being in the, like, Hawaii-like uh, region of Alola. 
Um, and I think I like being in this region even more. Like it feels more specifically uh, British and like the like local flavor of it uh, is very satisfying to me. I think it helps that there is more like variation uh-huh. um, and that it's just more fully realized. Yeah, I completely totally. agree. Um, so we've been playing Pokemon Sword and Shield. We'd love to hear, uh, oh, do you, how, how far are you? I'm not very far. So like, uh, I'm at like the first gym. Okay. Um, I am just about to go into the third gym in, into the fire gym. Uh, you and I need to like touch base and figure out like what Pokemon do you need me to like catch oh, doubles yeah. of? We should also, uh, compare notes on what the gyms are. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I think we're going to be playing and talking about this game for a while, um, which now we can just add to the list of games that we'll be talking about and playing for a while, including Fire Emblem Three Houses and Dragon Quest Eleven as Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition, uh, because there are so many long games that came out on Switch this year. <sighs> but I'd also love to hear how everyone else is uh, in- enjoying their uh, first weekend with uh, Pokemon. Have you noticed this, by the way? Um, I had... I had way more friends on the Switch uh, playing Pokemon this weekend than I've ever seen people playing anything. There's always, like, a pop when a new game comes out. Yeah. Um, that, like, everyone is playing it for, like, a little bit. But, like, I've routinely seen, like, twice as many people online as I had been previously. I was proud to see uh, a lot of my friends rocking Pokemon Shield. Yeah. It feels, you know, like a uh, curated group. That chose, elected, uh-huh. to get Pokemon Shield. Yeah, that chose to follow Mark <laughs> instead of me. I'm going to have, look, I'm going to have all the uh, far-fetched, <laughs> and y'all aren't going to have any. He's got a leak. He's a little duck. It's adorable. I do need a... Uh, you do need a far I need, do need a far <laughs> um, All right, uh, let's get into uh, the new releases and what we might be playing next week. Oh, one more thing. Sorry about Do we uh, need to go back? Pokemon. <laughs> no, just go ahead. We can let it ride. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, is the you can like share cards? Yes. With people and uh, at Super Game Joy, listener of the show, sent us their card. Um, their like code yeah. so they could share cards. It's just another like fun thing. As you defeat gym leaders, you get their cards and uh like. Later in the game, my understanding is they, you know, get people are just like giving special ones to you, and like yeah. things like that. Um, I think that's another like fun thing. If you would like to send your card code to us, please do. I don't know if we'll put them in these show notes, but uh, you can find it on Twitter or somewhere. Yeah, we yeah. will have uh, our card codes as well. Yeah, so get our cards. Um, new releases. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> uh, okay, so but I guess before we get to the new releases, so I maybe even should we go back? Uh, no, just let it ride. Uh, there is a uh, big eShop sale on the Switch right now. It's that time of year. It is that time of year. So um, most of the, most if not all of the uh, ACA, uh, Neo Geo, uh, Fatal Fury, and King of Fighters games are on sale right now. Um, they are all down to half price, four bucks when they were eight. So Fatal Fury, Fatal Fury Special, Garu, Mark of the Wolves, King of Fighters 95, 97, and 2000 are all they're each uh, four bucks uh, instead of eight. Um, so if you're interested in those, uh, Bridge Constructor Portal, which I only had on this list because we were talking about uh, why isn't Portal 2 on Switch uh, a couple weeks ago, um, is now seven fifty. It was fifteen. Um, uh, Guacamelee Two is now ten bucks. It was twenty. 
Uh, Overcooked 2 is $14.99. I, honestly, I think the big win here is Overcooked Special Edition is $6.79. That's a great deal for that game. Totally. Uh, Messenger is 12 bucks. was $20. Um, ukulele is uh, $13.59. It was $40. Uh, so that's like two-thirds off. Still don't know if it's worth it at 14 bucks. But if you were ever going to check it out, yeah, now seems like a great time. time to do it. Uh, did I already say Messenger? Did I, I just, you did, I yeah, did but worth... Say- Worth a second mention. I we think. really, or I really enjoy the messenger. Um, and then also, Hellblade Send You a Sacrifice is fifteen bucks. It normally goes for fifteen. Okay, now some new releases. Yeah, for real. I mean, slim pickings this week. It's kind of actually the perfect time for us to be having Pokemon, Fire Emblem Three Houses, uh, Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest Eleven S, Echoes of uh, Elusive Age Definitive Edition for Nintendo go. Switch. It's the perfect time for those games to be out because we have a little bit of breathing room between now and the new year for us to kind of like finish these games. Mm-hmm. Not a lot coming out this week. Um, today, November 19th, the sequel to Garfield Kart Racing is re- released, Garfield Kart Furious Racing. Mm. I, I don't know if it's like furious. It's unclear in the punctuation if that's a pun or not, but it can always be a pun in our hearts. Uh, Garfield, a famously uh, furious character. It's weird that there's a Garfield kart racer, right? It's uh, weird to me that there's a sequel. <laughs> uh, all, all bo- Both parts of that are true. All right. Um, yeah, but other, other than uh, Garfield kart, there's not really anything. Uh, so let's get out of these new releases. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Uh, Mark, a little bit of a weird one today. We are going to be talking about foods that we eat that... other people might think are gross, but we don't think they're gross. Yeah, I guess we've just, like, they become so normalized to us. Yes. Or we're just, like, used to it. I don't know why. Here's yeah. an example that leaps to mind mm. early. Yeah. Is an egg sandwich. So, I know egg salad sandwich sure. is a thing, but I've, I don't think I've ever eaten one of those. So, what I do is it's just two pieces of bread. Yeah. Put a little mayo on it. Crack, like, two eggs in a bowl, stir that up, throw it in the microwave for, like, a minute and 15 seconds. The microwave? It kind of, it, like, kind of scrambles the egg. It's, it, it makes, like, an egg patty type thing. Scoop that out of the bowl. Uh-huh. Your microwave smells terrible, by the way, at this sure. point. And then just throw it on that bread. With some man- mayonnaise on there. Right. You already did the mayonnaise. Don't put two mayonnaise on there. Don't put two mayonnaise on there. <laughs> There you go. That's an egg sandwich. Uh, yeah, I would say I think that's kind of gross. <laughs> I've been eating it since I was a kid, and now it's just like a thing that I eat when I'm lazy and like have to eat something. I mean, it's. I guess it is not too far off of because like a, a a breakfast sandwich. This feels very unbreakfast sandwich, right? The the mayo like takes it to a different place for me. Right. Yeah. I completely agree. Like, I don't think anybody would mistake it for and, breakfast. And you're just having it on, like, slices of white bread or, like, wheat bread? Wheat or, bread. Right, sure. Okay. Yeah, that's it. All right. Um, uh, so I, I think, for me, it is a more generalized uh, statement about my relationship with milk. 
because I will drink a glass of milk. And I know, born and raised in Wisconsin, right? And I understand that this... Whoa, 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 whoa. What? (laughs) That's... I'm putting out egg sandwich. Oh, hold on, you're well, putting I, out. yes, I am. I am though, because I think it's weird, and I think if you if you're not going to jump on with me here and say, yeah, that is weird, Patrick, you need to look at yourself in the <laughs> mirror, my friend. I, I, I yes, I, I will. St- you don't, you don't think it's that weird? I don't think drinking a glass of milk. I think is drinking a glass of milk as an adult is uh, strange. Okay, uh, and and I will do it. Kind of on the reg. Okay. Well, uh, this is a safe space. And so if you feel like you're being vulnerable, right. I want you to know that I appreciate that. I don't buy this for <laughs> one second. I just don't think Why it's I, that weird. I, I'm trying to think of, well, then you're a weird too, Mark. <laughs> I know I'm weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what else I eat that is weird. Okay. Um, I mean, I will put broccoli on pizza. Okay, yeah, I I would say that's weird. That that that's a little strange. Mm-hmm. Um, with like marinara sauce. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's uh, a a regular. You know, I I don't eat meat, so um, but I love pizza, right? And I want there to be toppings on it. Um, and so like a usual uh pizza that I will make is one with uh mushrooms and red pepper and uh onion and broccoli. Uh, and I I understand I have I have posted a picture of a pizza that I have made on social media and been like yeah pizza and then people are like oh broccoli <laughs> but I don't I don't know man I as I have grown uh, I much I, I like broccoli yeah I, wa- I like broccoli I want, yeah. I want it to be on like everything I um don't think that either of the things you mentioned I meet the well, criteria. Maybe, maybe I'm just fine. so that's normal. Fine. Yeah. Maybe I'm just that's real, real I, normal. I think that's fine. I think that's great, even. <laughs> All right, Egg Sandwich, what else you got? <laughs> no, that's it. Well, that's the only I, weird thing I eat. I, <laughs> I feel like I used to eat more weird things that I... Uh, so, okay. When I was a child, I used to make a lot of English muffin pizzas, right? Mm-hmm. Where I would take an English muffin... And put uh, sp- uh, like a marinara sauce, and then it's usually like cheese. spaghetti sauce, yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah, that's totally. like what was available, whatever yeah. was there, right? Yeah, um, and then just like some uh, like cheddar cheese, probably uh-huh. uh, shredded cheddar cheese. Um, but there was one day, and I I was prob I was too old to be doing this, so I was probably like fifteen, uh, where I was like, I'm gonna make myself an English muffin pizza, uh, and we had no English muffins. We had no uh, spaghetti sauce, and we had no shredded cheese. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, I'm, "This will not deter me. Uh, I will." Oh no! <laughs> I'll finish the anecdote. Um, I took a slice of white bread, covered it in ketchup, <laughs> and got the Kraft Parmesan cheese. There we go. <laughs> Worth it. That's disgusting. Put it in the microwave. Uh, yep. Oh no! Uh, and then when I pulled it out of the microwave, I took one bite of it and uh, I quietly threw it out the window into the woods behind the house, so no one would ever know that I had done this horrible. Life thing. is too short for microwaved white bread, ketchup, and Parmesan, and Parmesan cheese, cheese pizzas. Yeah. We were accompanied today today by the GVSU New Music Ensemble. All right, Mark, let's get into the news.
Everybody should try an egg sandwich, by the way. I there's no way I I, <laughs> I mean the, they're they're not good. I really need to stress that. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I don't need don't like dox me on the internet, you know, with pictures of egg sandwiches. I mean, why 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 don't you just have eggs <laughs> and then like a piece of bread? That's so much. I mean, you could say that if anything. Why not have peanut butter mm. and then on like well, because you're trying to cut out the sugar. I get that. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Nintendo has announced... Do we need to go back and play the music again? <laughs> Moving forward. Uh, Nintendo has announced that Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, the mobile game, will be introducing a paid membership service called Pocket Camp Club. There are two plans to choose from, one which allows you to, quote, appoint one lucky animal i like it's like one lucky animal like you're choosing one for stardom <laughs> and out like of the they crowd. can't wait <laughs> yeah and if you choose one it means you deny the rest of them the opportunity <laughs> it's like a uh, willy wonka appoint one lucky animal as your camp caretaker and get some extra help around the campsite um or another one in which quote you'll be able to receive fortune cookies and store your furniture and clothing items in warehouses um, so all of that sounds specific enough that I don't know what it means as we've not really been playing Pocket Camp since it was released. Yeah, and I think it's changed radically since then. I think it's interesting. Uh, I saw some people uh, online talking about like, oh, this must mean that the Mario Kart monetization has been successful because, you know, they have a Gold Pass monthly membership that yes. I think is $5 a month. Um, and you get like certain exclusives and more gems or other items like that. And I don't necessarily know that this means that, you know, that monetization has been radically successful enough because I think they would have been having to plan for this in Animal Crossing, oh, right? You know, in order yeah. to implement it way before Mario Kart came out, before they would have that information. But I do think it obviously points towards a trend in how Nintendo is looking to monetize these games in a way that they weren't before right it's like a new monetization opportunity yeah well and also i mean like i i think that that's just it is that it is a new monetization opportunity you will still be able to buy whatever premium currency animal crossing uh pocket camp had in the first place bells i mean maybe bells are like the regular currency i mean who knows yeah um but like if they are putting a number of different ways in there for you to give animal crossing pocket camp your money like i guess it's as someone who's not playing at all uh seems fine if like a little bit um I, I i guess i don't have an adjective here right no i totally know what you mean it's not like the most fun topic we've ever covered before right right to get into like the nitty-gritty of how nintendo is making money off of these games um i kind of interestingly like the plans go into effect on november 21st so later this week, yeah. um, with a video coming out on November 20th, so tomorrow, to explain them in more detail. There's no pricing info so far. I'm sure we'll get those tomorrow, but um, probably something similar to Mario Kart, I would imagine. Yeah, and I wonder if, um, like, if, so there, there are, like, two different plans here. Um, I wonder if like the Mario Kart uh, level, because that's either $5 or $5.99, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, if that's like the high end of what like the the monthly could be, um, it seems. I mean, that seems pretty high. Uh, when like app, that's what Apple Arcade is for like a bunch of games. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's uh it's very interesting to see like Nintendo kind of uh, working out how they monetize uh their mobile games. 
in uh, happier news, the Art of Super Mario Odyssey book was recently translated into English, and uh, there have been some like cute observations that have come out of it. Yeah, let's talk about cute observations. So uh, the development team made realism realism an important part of Mario's design, which I think is uh, super interesting. Prioritizing the physical material of Mario's clothes, shoes, and hair. And hair is definitely something that we all noticed right away. That, like, Mario has separate hairs on his head. And, like, a couple of them are gray. And a couple of them are gray. And also separate hairs in his mustache that still make that kind of, like, wavy. Uh Like, his mustache hairs are very long. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Even his eyes were made to have, like, a tan... What they call, like, a tangible sense of depth. Mm -hmm. Like, realize, which is really interesting um character art lead show murata said quote there were so many new issues we had to tackle when attempting this updated design while making sure not to deviate from mario's existing image overall we made his face a little more quote cool than in previous games to make it seem right when set in motion uh and man mario is so cool i know i love this because that's the same adjective like we've kind of talked about in the past when um uh when koji kondo kind of took more of a uh, managerial role on Mario games for uh, the producing the music for them that uh, you know the um, composers they would write something and a lot of his Kondo's feedback was like oh no 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 like Mario music has to be more cool than this like Mario is cool and I don't I like <laughs> before that and before this I would never describe Mario as cool but I love that that is like their goal, yeah, right. It's like no, we got to make Mario look cool. We got to I mean, make there, the music cool. There is like I, I wonder if uh, you know, cool is uh, a word that, like, when translated from Japanese, like you know, is maybe like a little bit different because there is like a competence about Mario that we associate with coolness, um, that is very attractive, right? And that is one of the things that I like about Mario. I don't know that I would necessarily if my default adjective for that would be cool, um. But, like, that he's got a little bit of, like, a swagger or, like, he's, he's self-assured in some way. Totally. But I, and I think also, like, how that manifests itself is, I think the, the lesser elements of some Mario games are when they're too cute, right? Yes. When they, like, we've seen that even with, like, the Yoshi series, right? Mm-hmm. Where, like, the music in the most recent one, its stated goal seems to be, like, cute, right? Yeah. And that almost, like... Is to, it undercuts the game? It's like to the detriment of it. But I think when yeah, they're saying it like, feels oh, like it's making not taking it like, itself seriously, exactly. Yeah. And I think that is uh, what they're really kind of like what they're saying when they're like, oh, make it like cool, make it interesting. It's like make it sincere, make it confident, make it like that sort of thing. Yeah. And the, all those other elements co- will come into place if you're just like, no, uh, what is the most like fun imaginative thing yeah and like following that instead of trying to be like what would be cute and what would be you know like what fits in a mario game yeah i mean it also helps that like in uh like recent mario games um he's always uh wearing dark sunglasses and a leather jacket and smoking a cigarette like (laughs) yeah i mean that's helped a lot helps i'm like yeah Yeah. mario is cool yeah for every pack of mario cigarettes you can uh collect points and you can get your own yeah mario leather jacket (laughs) or you can get one cent off a switch game uh luigi's design was also carefully scrutinized and was originally going to be further away from the classic look 
that ends up appearing in the game. And this is kind of just like a throwaway fact that I am obsessed with. Uh, yeah, I want to know. What were they, uh, they, were they... They were originally that there was a crazy design for Luigi out a there. A radical yeah. redesign. And I'm dying to know what that is. But no details are given. Leather jacket, dark sunglasses, <laughs> smoking cigarettes. Uh, Murata weighed in on this too, saying, quote, Luigi hosts the Balloon World minigame. We wanted players to feel welcome in this minigame, so we gave him a cheerful and casual attitude, like a performer passing out balloons on the street. We wanted to make it seem like he came directly from the Mushroom Kingdom, so in contrast to the sticker-laden Odyssey, his satchel sports only stickers from the Mushroom Kingdom. One of the stickers is actually out of circulation. So I love this attention to detail, that uh, that th there are stickers within the game and that Luigi just has stickers from the Mushroom Kingdom. That's so cute. I love it so much. He's not going on any grand adventure. He's, he's not collecting stickers from all over the world. He's just getting them from the nice, safe Mushroom Kingdom. Murata also points out that Luigi's balloons are the same colors as the, the Super Famicom's face buttons. Yeah. And uh, which fans were also quick to point out when Luigi's Balloon World launched in 2018. Uh, but cool to have them like acknowledge it and be like, yep, we, we sure did do that on purpose. Hey, we finally got a re firm release date for Shovel Knight King of Cards and Shovel Knight Showdown. Yeah, we did. So both new game modes will be coming to Shovel Knight Treasure Trove on December 10th. Right. So uh, for anyone who's not really been keeping up with uh, Shovel Knight and all of the extra game modes in there, um, if you bought the Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, which it was like uh, originally like the base game, um, it comes with... Uh, four new scenarios basically there it came it started with uh the shovel of hope and then we got uh the hold on i i have it in the notes um plague of shadows specter of torment king of cards and showdown um are all five they're like each one is basically a new game um and uh if you have the treasure trove um on december 10th you will have them all they are all also available for individual purchase so if you're like i am not interested in the original but i've heard good things about specter of torment which you may have heard on this show because i really enjoyed specter of torment uh when it launched on switch uh you, you can also buy them separately that way so uh, you have a note in here that Showdown will not be available on Nintendo 3DS or PlayStation Vita. Does that mean that, because does Treasure Trove exist on those platforms? So it's like the original version. They they never broke them out into separate versions uh -huh. on uh, Vita and 3DS. So if you bought the original Shovel Knight you the, like for the full price game, it is the Treasure Trove version. Oh, but... Uh, but on those platforms, whether you have like the Treasure Trove version or not, you will not get Showdown. That's right. Show oh, okay. Showdown is not coming to those uh, to those platforms. Gotcha. Um, the physical version of the game with all five game modes is coming out December tenth as well, except on PlayStation Four for whatever reason. Um, that's delayed until twenty twenty, which uh, we would care about if we were a PlayStation show. Hey, but we're not. So cry us a river somewhere else. Uh, the Amiibo 3-pack of Plague Knight, Spectre Knight, and King Knight will also be available on December 10th. It's a great day to be a Shovel Knight fan. Uh, I just got an email from uh, Best Buy reminding me that I pre-ordered those Amiibo like a year ago. <laughs> um, so I, was, uh, it's, I have not purchased Amiibo in a while, and uh, I guess I have purchased these already. So. Have you already? Did you already pay for them? I think so, yeah. Oh, well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, speaking of showdowns, Samurai Showdown has uh. a release window on the Switch uh, the first quarter of 2020. 
Samurai Showdown 2019 is the 12th game of the franchise and has been available on other platforms for most of the year and is included as part of Google Stadia's launch this week as well. Uh, so good news for uh, anyone who is interested in uh, modern SNK fighters. Samurai Showdown is that's uh, I I am always I'm like a casual fan of Samurai Showdown. I like it. I think it's cool. Um, I have not really had too many opportunities to play it like on systems that I own. Um, and I, I think it'll be a, a perfect like Switch title. Nintendo has announced that they will be selling. Sorry, I got a text message right oh, as a, that was happening. A flip cover and sp <laughs> uh, screen protector for the Switch Lite. Um, it, it is, uh, so have you seen this thing, Mark? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Uh, yeah, it looks like a very simple, like, light case for the Switch Lite that has, uh, like, a thing that flips over the front of, of the Switch, um, covering the screen, and also has, like, little things carved out for the, uh, the thumbsticks, um, kind of turning it into a 3DS without the second screen. Uh, but, you know, like every time that you and I have talked about the portability of the Switch um, versus the portability of the 3DS, we lament that there's no way to just like close it and throw it in our bags or right. whatever. Um, and it feels like this is a good workaround for that. Comes out on December 8th and is 40 bucks. Yeah. And is uh, just starting on um, Nintendo's um, online store and a few uh, select uh, online retailers. And then we'll be coming out to other. Uh, it'll be in actual stores in 2020. NPD's Matt Piscatella pointed out that Luigi's Mansion 3 was Switch's number one best-selling game in October and had the highest first month sales of any game in the franchise, which uh, previously that was held by the original Luigi's Mansion on GameCube. Okay, so if you take even half a second to think about this, it is remarkable because when did Luigi's Mansion come out? The 31st. The last possible day of October. So I think the reporting period included like a few days. I don't want to hear November, any explanation that makes like, this less impressive, that's Mark. That's still only like three or four days of sales. Uh -huh. And also NPD, they report things by uh, uh, like uh, cost. What, what am I like? Revenue sure. versus units. So it makes sense that. Luigi's Mansion, the original one was probably fifty bucks, right? Oh, yeah. The 3DS version would be forty bucks. Yes. And this one was sixty bucks. But all of those are just tiny footnote qualifications yeah. in this remarkable achievement. Um, the rest of the top ten on Switch for October 2019 goes like this. Uh, number one, of course, was Luigi's Mansion three. So when I said the rest of, you know, that was not technically correct as to what I'm doing now. So number two is Ring Fit Adventure. Number three is Link's Awakening. Number four is Mario Kart 8. Number five was Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Number six was Overwatch, so maybe it didn't flop after all. I mean, maybe. It sounds like you're eating your words, Mark. And number, like an egg sandwich. Number seven <laughs> is Breath of the Wild. Number eight was Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Number nine was Super Mario Maker 2. And number 10 was New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Uh, fun to see Ring Fit Adventure up there. So high up there. Um. You know, did you finish? Have you played more of uh, Luigi's Mansion 3? Uh, not since the last time we spoke about it, no. Yeah, I haven't I, I either. It's another one of those games that I'm hoping I have time to finish um, later this year. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so, too. No, I mean, I, I, I was just thinking about, like, because um, we are to the point in the year where we are 
we don't have any other like big Nintendo games coming out this right. year. Right. Um, and you know there are big Nintendo games uh, for Q1 next year. Right. Like the only two that we know about, I think, are uh, Fire Emblem. Sharp Fe right Tokyo Mirage Sessions and that's oh yeah Tokyo Mirage Sessions sorry Sharp Fe mm-hmm. and that comes out in January right and then uh, Animal Crossing of course in March and then Xenoblade uh, Chronicles oh does that have a release date I already forgot I mean they they said 2020 but oh, that's, okay that, yeah. that's it so the, the, we know that there are three uh, those three releases um, I am I kind of go back and forth on whether I think uh, Tokyo Mir- Mirage Sessions is actually like a big release. It's inter- I think it's interesting that they have positioned it in like the uh Mario Deluxe, right? Like in like yeah. that Mario like tentpole position. Um I I think it'll be moderately successful, right? I Yeah, I think I, so too. Uh and I will probably end up picking it up. I don't know how much time I'm going to have to like put into it with all these, you know, other games that I'm sure I'll still be trying to finish at that point. Um wrapping up this NPD piece of news additionally switch was the best-selling hardware of october and the system remains the best-selling console of 2019 not really a huge uh surprise as the other platforms are kind of winding up their uh generation but the interesting thing is that switch year over year Mm -hmm. has like increased so it's not just like number one because everything else is diminished it's like while everything else is diminishing switches beginning to like hit that sweet spot in every console's life um when, I think when Pokemon comes out exactly, for it. Exactly, yeah. And I think I think next year is going to be, like, even crazier. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Especially with, I mean, as we as we go down the list of the top 10 uh, best-selling games on Switch, number four is Mario Kart 8, number five is Super Smash Brothers, and number seven is uh, Breath of the Wild. Like, the, these are evergreen titles that people are always going to buy, and when they pick up a Switch, they are always going to go for these three games. And if the rumors are true that next, that 2020, like, that Nintendo is aiming for the Breath of the Wild sequel to be released at the end of 2020. Like, it's just going to be madness. Oh, man. Uh, well, I look forward to that madness. All right, Mark, let's get out of the news. That is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. I don't normally do this at the end of an episode, but please email us with your uh, nominations for the best piece of Nintendo music. We are running out of time you have until friday the 22nd to get those into us nintendo cartridge society at gmail.com um and remember please rate review and subscribe on apple Podcasts if you like the episode you can share it on facebook or twitter on twitter i'm at patrick underscore ellers mark is at mk mitchell and the show is at nincart society uh we also have a facebook page which is just nintendo cartridge society olivia duncan made our logo our theme music is provided by ape betty you can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now From my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers apologizing for uh, milk not being weird enough for you and saying thanks for listening. Hi, folks. Sean Watkins here. I'm here to tell you about my podcast slash album called This Is Who We Are. That's right, it's a podcast and a record, all rolled into one. Each episode features one song off the record paired up with a conversation with a guest who is related to that song in some way. 
Guests include Jackson Brown, Inara George, Kate Micucci, and the conversations aren't about these songs specifically. The songs just serve as sort of a topical springboard that hopefully will lend a little context to this new album of mine. Sort of like a modern day version of Liner Notes, only much more personal. The podcast and the album are both called This Is Who We Are. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts.